Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, Investment Advisor Representative at Central Financial Group, and I am over the cold. I'm booking tickets to Arizona. Yeah, there you go. Investment Advisor Representative. What, what is that actually? What does that mean? It's a fancy term, which I don't know why everyone has fancy terms for financial advisor. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, Cole Peterson, advice, Investment Advisor Representative slash Financial Advisor, Central Financial Group. And I am not over the cold. I kind of like it. You love it. It's weird. Cole Jasky. Uh, I'll just say I'm a financial advisor. Thanks, well, Cole. I don't have to talk too much. But <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're at like peak uh, cold levels. And it's like as we do the next couple podcasts, it's like warmer and warmer and warmer. And then it's golf season. It's looking that way. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb Westall, producer of How to Money with Cole and Cole, uh, digital designer at Spin Market. And um, I don't like the cold. So I'm I'm going to go to Arizona with Bailey. Yeah. I so. didn't forget about you. Normally, I just start rambling. And yeah, I you thinking did. I'm the last I one, appreciate so. that. Yeah, I so I was looking that. right over ready for you. I'm yeah. over the cold. I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for March Madness. The, the Super Bowl's in April, in Arizona. You going down for that? I saw Cole J has an Airbnb down there, and that's why I said Arizona. And I, do you guys, did you book it? It's, it is, uh, it's booked like half the week, oh. and then the weekend, not yet, but uh, it will be. Most likely, for sure, be booked at, it's a, at a very high price. Yes, that's what I was going to ask people you. Get it's a, it's kind of amazing, and then the waste of management golf tournaments the same weekend. So it's oh. like, and that's in Scottsdale, and our place is right right on the edge of Tempe and Scottsdale. So it will be booked, you know, um, for sure. I think it's that's just a matter awesome. of the guy who I've managed to tweak in the price, but jack yeah. it up yeah it's crazy i was looking i'm like geez i would not pay that <laughs> that price for how much but <laughs> then like, you gotta great. pay for the tickets and everything yeah, else is yeah. priced up i don't um, know and pretty darn know, it it's a bummer yeah so our guest uh picker our guest last last week john engler is the only one they got it right yeah we were all wrong i said bills i had both teams wrong. And I had bills, eagles, 49ers yeah. i had eagles yeah. bills i had uh 49ers Bengals. So yeah. wah, we, wah, wah. we all should uh, not put our money on sports betting. That's for sure. I great, don't. great game though. The the 49ers game obviously is a bummer with Purdy getting hurt, but uh, the Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals game is a great, yeah. great football game. Yeah, it was. I saw. I so I watched the game and I'm like, man, that was a really good game. And then I opened Twitter and everyone's like whining about the officiating. I'm like, it really wasn't even that bad though. Like they let him play. There was two calls the whole game. Like you try. Right. It was a bummer at the end that last call. You know. But it, I mean, was a foul, but it's like, you hate to be that player. I felt know. bad for that guy, but yeah. at the same time, he did make a mistake. He owned it. I mean, that's part of the game. Do, you yep. can't do that. Yep. I mean, that is, it is not part to, of the human to any quarterback, let alone Patrick Mahomes. Yep. They're like, oh, that was a, that was a late hit, but the one on Burrow wasn't. It's like, yeah, it was still a foul. Whether or not they called the other one, that was a foul. Yep. It was a good call. A lot so. of human error. And you got to appreciate football, so. human error. Cause that, if you didn't have that, the game wouldn't be as interesting. Yep. I yeah. know Caleb, and I'll touch on this real quick because he these guys don't watch the NBA, but did you see LeBron James, how he reacted after the missed call? Yes, that was funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's he looked what I'm like saying. a baby. Yes, he looked like, yes. We'll go on. Yeah. So who do you guys got, Eagles or Chiefs? I'm still trying to decide. I'm going to say the Eagles because of all the injuries for the Chiefs. They had a lot of guys get hurt, and 
Yeah. We don't know how long it'll be. If well, they're healthy, I'll take the Chiefs. If they're not healthy, the Eagles. Eagles got a lot of momentum though too. They just seem to be clicking. Like everywhere in their healthy, it's they gonna, got some swag. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we got one more episode before the Super Bowl. So it's two weeks out. Oh, nope. you're right. Oh, okay. No, we won't. No, we no. won't. Oh, okay. it'll be won't. the day after the Super Bowl. That's what I thought. Thank oh well. Oh uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So let's go. Be perfect. Let's go overreaction Monday. Yeah. Overreaction Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna take the Chiefs too. I, I'm. A, I just keep betting against the Eagles, but... I'm um, going Eagles. I'm going Eagles. Two Eagles, two Chiefs. All All right. right. Let's go. Losers by lunch. Yep. Yep. Sure. Sure. All right. We're in. All right. What else we got going, NFL? Little Broncos still don't have a coach? The Broncos still don't have a coach, and I don't know what the heck is going on. I would think that would be a good job. I mean, they got a good defense, and I know Russell Wilson played terrible, but he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. No. You guys don't want to coach that team either. It seems to be it seems to be a carousel there, man. I don't know what's going on. Russell Wilson must be hard to deal with or yeah. something. You know, She's I heard he has his own boy. separate like yeah. office. Yeah, a lot of weird yeah, stuff going on there. So. He's too. He's got up that famous level where he's. Yeah, I guess forgot who he is. Well, they can't play worse than they did last year. I don't think so. It's got to be looking up. I guess. Good luck. That's a lot of sports. Let's get to it. I'm really excited for today's episode. We're kind of maybe going to do this into a two-part, but this, I think, is going to shine a light on what you guys really do with people and clients. Oh, well, you too. Well, yeah. yes, but I'm hosting, so let me just do my jam. Oh, all right, right, I got you. Okay. You okay. know what? I'm asking the questions. You guys answer. Got it? Got, got it. it. Okay, this is what we do, but I'm going to ask them like they do it because they do every day how you plan. What do we look for? What do we need from a client? How can we make their plan successful? And a lot of times we've been asking people, do you even know what we do in a financial meeting? Like your first, and they're like, nope, I've never been to one. I mean, we have a lot of people that 50 plus have never sat down with a financial advisor. So we're going to go through today, like we were sitting in a meeting and like, what do I need to bring? Why? Why is it important? And how does it help my plan? So mm-hmm. Cole J, statements. What kind of statements do I need to bring in my first meeting with you as an advisor? What are important? Yeah, generally we're going to, you know, we'll speak in general terms and then just kind of break it down, you know, just some of the the key ones that we, you know, we see most common. But, you know, really we want any type of asset statement that we can get a hand that has a monetary value or has some type of value on it, whether it's a contribution, uh, social security, whatever it might be. But really one of the first ones we always start with is social security. And, you know, that's, that's a big piece. You now some people... You know, maybe younger folks, not as important in their plan right now, but definitely pre-retirees or people that a lot of people that we're really building a lot of plans for. Social Security is going to be a big piece. And there's a lot of decisions rather than just waiting for your you know full retirement age and, and kicking on that Social Security. So we always start there. Um, but, you know, it, it can be a wide variety of things. So what, what else do you look for, Cole, I guess, uh, you know, on the Social Security side or, or anything else on the statement side? Yeah, so so Social Security is is very important, obviously, but it also what their their investments are. I mean, the 401k, uh, IRA, uh, also just non-qualified money that they have as far as statements go, that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle. So we're going to want to know where your money's at, what it's invested in, how much is going into those investments? Is it pre-tax? Is it after-tax? Everything like that. So we're gonna we're gonna break that down for you. You don't necessarily have to always know exactly. I think that's what people uh, think is they gotta know exactly what's going on with their accounts. Well, if they bring us a statement, we can break it down and we can look at it because we look at them all the time. So that is probably the next biggest piece. And, and so Social Security, why that's so important is the. I was just gonna inject. Why is it important? Though? Yeah. Like, why do you need my Social Security statement? And just to preface this, because I feel like it's a vital time in pre-retirees. Like, what what, what do you guys consider pre-retiree? Like, getting 
age, getting closer to maybe throw that out there when you're focusing on a vital, important step in your plan. I would say for most people, that's between 50 and 60. Yep. Yep. That, obviously, if you're someone's going to retire at 50, that would be earlier. But general terms, most people in that 50 to 60 range, I would consider pre-retirees. So that's where we're, we're kind of talking and where a lot of the Social Security planning mm-hmm. really starts. So why do you want to know about my Social Security as a pre-retiree? So A, we want to know if your Social Security is correct. So we're going to look at your earnings history. Um, on your It's on your statement. We're going to look and make sure that that... Uh, for some reason, your employer or uh, you were self-employed and, and some of the uh, earnings didn't get reported, then we need to get that fixed sooner rather than later. Because if you try to do that right before you claim Social Security, it it takes a long time. Uh, secondly, we're going to want to see what your payment is going to be at certain ages. And that way we can plan for when you're going to retire and what age do we recommend that you're going to elect that Social Security. I always tell people that I give you a recommendation on Social Security, but I don't tell you what to do. It's your own personal decision. But it, some, go ahead. The, t- the tough part always with Social Security is, is uh, I always say this is, you know, we're the crystal ball people, but if, like, if you knew when you were going to die, we could tell you statistically exactly when to take Social Security. But uh, other than that, no one knows truly the, the, the complete 100% accurate you know, option to choose unless you knew the date of death. So, and it's different for everyone depending on what your spouse's social security going to yep. be. If how much you have saved up, does it make sense to let it accumulate a little more and help you in retirement? There's so many different decisions and it's very personal based on the rest of your longevity plan. is yes. a big, big thing for, you know, if you've got a history of longevity in your family, you know, that's where we're going to run the numbers and say, you know, we, we try to use normal living ages or, or you know, what the stats tell us, hey, you most likely you're going to live to 92 or 82 or whatever it might be based on your age. But if you say, hey, I've got a mom and dad that both made it to 100, you know, that can adjust some of our recommendations or when we're going through our planning process saying, hey, we need, let's maximize the social security, maybe wait two or mm-hmm. three years to get a compounded benefit that's that's higher than what we would if we took it early. Yeah, so a very important piece in your in your retirement. So, okay, next, Cole P, 401k statements. Why do you want my 401k statement? What are you looking at? What are you going to do with it? What can I do with it? Well, I I really look at the the investments that you're in and where you're at in in projected retirement. So, um, you know, most, most common mistake I would say with, with 401ks that people make is they set it up and they, they never look Correct. at it again. I, I literally have had people that have come into my office that have set up a 401k 20 years ago and never, you know, looked at it. Don't know what it's invested in. Don't, and, and that's fine, but we're going to look at that for you. Um, if you are two years away from retirement, you probably shouldn't be in a hundred percent stock. Uh, you know, and that's something that we're going to look at where you should have been 20 years before that, when you were maybe, you know, 40 years old, um, and, and getting, you know, accumulating money. So we're going to look at your investments. We're also going to look back at your contributions, what you're currently contributing to and what that, what bucket is that going into? Is that going into a Roth bucket or is that going into a pre-tax bucket? Um, but those are the big things that we're going to look at with a 401k statement. Okay. I'm 60 years old. I'm going to retire at 65. Should I leave it there? Should I just let it keep growing? Should I, what, what could I do with it, Cole J? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's going to dictate based on the overall plan, right? Are you still working? Are you not working? Um, you know, and then, and then we kind of do the review of what does the overall portfolio look like? So if we, and a lot of times we will manage a piece of someone's portfolio when they're, when they're in pre-retiree, you know, cause most people have an employer sponsored plan that when they're working, it's still there, but you retire and generally that's when we'll come in and, and recommend a rollover or some type of, of allocation change if it's justified based on the overall 
goals and objectives. But really what we're doing in the time in that pre-retiree time is we're making sure how can we match this up or make sure we don't have gaps or overlaps in the rest of our our portfolio and making it work with everything else the best best we can. Now, some plans, there are other options such as in-service rollovers and certain things there. We won't have to go too far into depth there, but that's that's kind of the piece of the plan that we'll shift back to. And if that makes sense, we'll, we'll go through that process with an individual. Yeah. So basically anytime after the age of 59 and a half, most of the time you can roll your 401k to anything that you want to, as far as an IRA goes. Um, and we can help you with that. That's and where Cole's saying is like, you know, if that makes sense in your, in your overall portfolio, we're not going to just individualize that. We're going to try to look at everything. Then we can help you with that inside of your 401k. Typically we can just help you reallocate. We're not going to pick investments or uh, anything. I mean, the investments are already pre-selected by your employer plan. Right, You're limited to what's in the 401k. That's what I was going to ask. That's what describe, gonna... describe why we would recommend, yes. you know, say, say you do know, I mean, obviously there's times where we wouldn't recommend this. There's times when we are, but describe why we would recommend an in-service rollover. Right. So a 15, uh, when your money's in your 401k, you're limited to just the, the mutual funds, typical, uh, that, that are in a 401k. So you're just limited to those 25 mutual funds that everyone in the whole plan is, has available to them. If we take, pick it up and roll it to an IRA, we have a wide, wide, wide region of what we can use. We can use fixed annuities. We can use CDs. We can use, we can use anything we want outside of that plan um, because IRAs are individual retirement accounts. So you and your advisor get to pick what that's invested in. What's best for you. And th- this was the in-service was really designed for the pre-retiree. Absolutely. It's someone that's still working, but they're doing some maybe more extensive, you know, maybe it's retirement income planning mm-hmm. and it's going to take, they know they got three years. We're going to maybe maximize the assets that they have in that plan into a more of an income generating vehicle in that next three years. Cause we know three years from now, boom, they're going to go to that and kick that income on. So that's where, you know, we're kind of talking about pre-retirees. That's a big piece of, of the financial yes. plan is that in service or, you know, the, those three to five years before retirement, especially if we know we're going to be generating an income off of our, our uh, assets. So what you're telling me is don't wait till the day I retire to log into my 401k and see what it's going on. We have that half. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, I'm retiring. Now I want to talk to you. you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, where were yeah. you five years ago? Yeah. At least, at least. Um, okay. So we're talking about a lot of money coming in. You have my social security coming in. You're looking at my 401k. What non-qualified other assets, IRAs, what else? Why do you need those? What are you looking at? So we want to know about all your investments um, as far as uh, IRAs, CDs, uh, anything that you have, liquid money that you can get your hands on, basically. And we do want to know about your non-liquid assets, your your property in it. But we're talking about like first meeting, like what's what's the most important piece? What are we going to have to retire and use in retirement for emergencies, buying vehicles, uh, travel, anything that we want to do in in. Uh, in retirement. So we're going to want to know about all your assets that, that have a liquid balance. And the important piece, I'll, I'll say, we get a lot of people that'll just, I, I know all the assets, right? They, they don't bring in their statements, but why we really want statements. There's a huge difference between Roth IRA, traditional IRA, or what you hear us say non-qualified on the taxation of those assets. And people get those confused quite often mm-hmm. of like, oh, I have an IRA and it was a non-qualified account. They just saw it as retirement-based dollars in their mind whole different set of circumstances on the taxation. So that's why it is important to make sure so then your advisor, whoever you're working with, actually has documentation that, okay, it is. Because it can get confusing and, and oh, there yeah. is 
big, big differences in taxation. You know, and we can't make recommendations until we really know the whole picture. And it happens a lot. We're like, is your money in Roth? Is your money? Yes. Or like, they'll say I have an IRA and they mean 401k. They'll say I have Mm -hmm. a 401k. You know what I mean? There is. It's very confusing. I think that is why it's important to bring the physical statement so we can walk alongside you and point things out. So what kind of things do you look at when you're looking at my contributions in all these accounts? Do you adjust them? Do you leave them the same? Like what if I'm putting some money in my 401k, but I could be doing something here? Like what other type of things do you look like? Well, what's your, what's your objective, Bailey? Exactly. Uh, Uh, Retire with a lot of money and and stop working. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really comes down to, to the individual, right? You know, some people it's, you know, I might say, Hey, retirement's secondary, but I want to make sure all my kids' education's paid Mm -hmm. for. You know, that could be, yeah, we're always talking about retirees, but, you know, generally sometimes there are people that are like, they're, I'm going to work till I'm 80, but I want to make sure my kids are, you know, my kids don't have any college debt, you know, and then that shifts where, well, maybe we're going to contribute more to a 529 or an educational account or custodial account for a, for a child. Um, but then it, you know, shifting back to the retirement based buckets, it's really that, you know, the taxation side. And then obviously how much do you want to spend? And that's really, you want a recommendation, obviously the the more you want to spend, probably the more you need to save. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take, you know. So Cole's not, saving a lot. Cole yeah. Jay, Cole, Cole Jay said it. <laughs> Does that mean I'm spending a lot? We were actually <laughs> going to a Money Guide Pro that which retirement plan, which is kind of what we're doing. And we were talking about our goals. And remember this in the yeah. truck? And you were like, I want XYZ of income when in retirement. I was like, all right. Yep. And I know I got to save. I got to, I, if I want that, I know in all reality, I'm probably not going to have a high income paying job. I, all my life, I need to have assets that are going to generate an income for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a good transition to the expectations and concerns that we're going to go yeah. with for sure with people. Uh, because yes, we need all this paperwork from you and we need to know more about you, but um, that only tells half the story. Correct. You know, we want to know about you individually or as a couple and what you want to do in retirement. So, um, you know, we're going to go through a list of what are called expectations and concerns, and it's, it's ask on me them, game. Cole. All right, so ask me my expect because so, you know I love planning. Let's hit yeah. it. Ask so me Bailey, some questions. Uh, yeah, so I won't go through all of them, but we're going to ask you questions like, okay, what is your plan when you retire from your current job? Is it to not work at all? Are you going to work part time somewhere else for a few years, or are you going to never completely retire and work until you're dead? I'm going to work part time, but it's going to be like a really cool job, like maybe coaching some basketball on the side, you know, something like that. I'm going to work part time. Okay. So you're going to basically work for free. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke's Luke's retired though. He's not. Doing oh gosh. Now. No. And then he'll be like, I'm bored. I'm going to do some plumbing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Next question would be, okay. Do you, do you plan to live more of an active lifestyle where you're, you know, traveling, you're out and about, you're, you're going to, you know, grandkids games, things like that. Or are you going to live more quiet lifestyle, more stay at home, not not do a lot of traveling? What well, would you Well, if you say? know me, I can't imagine sitting still very long. So I'm going to go with active. I want to be traveling, doing some hiking, hitting some grandkids basketball games, of course. Okay. All right. Uh, next question is, what do you consider traveling in retirement? Would you consider it being uh, one trip a year? Would it be six months down in Florida? Would it be no travel? Just stay at home. Don't really want to do that. I'm going to pretend I'm older and my kids are older and I, they live out of state. I'm just giving an example. I'm going to travel multiple times a year to see them. Also hoping to have a house in Colorado and then visit back home sometimes. Okay. So your travel budget needs to be large. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And and I know you got just, more here, but, but yeah, I, I want to tie it, I want to tie it to this. This is a super important because this is a big piece of like, it's because we're ultimately going to try to fill 
for your income needs, yes, right? That's what and we're if doing. We, and if we n- need to know some of this stuff that are like, oh, if we don't have some of these conversations, we're like, okay, we probably need to build $10,000 a year for a travel budget or whatever it might be. This is a very important step that I think a lot yes. of a lot of people don't go through. They just say, hey, what do you want in retirement for an income? Mm-hmm. I want $8,000 a month. Right. But, but, you know, <laughs> but and that's why? All that, yeah. 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 But why or how? And, and how are we going to get there? Yes. Like, don't wait to make these decisions. Like, uh, most people have a vision for what they want. And then they wait, wait, wait. And then it's like, oh, shoot, how are we going to make this happen? So those are the things I want. What are some things you are concerned about in my retirement? Right. So what we're going to what we're going to look at then is concerns. And I usually put them up on the I put them up on the screen and I have you run mm-hmm. through them yourselves. And then if you don't touch on one, I will I will bring it up and be like, hey, are you worried about not having a paycheck anymore? Right. Something like that. Um most common one that gets marked is probably running out of money. Nobody wants to run out of money. That's a concern. But other concerns that that are options are suffering investment losses, leaving money to others, spending too much, long-term care. So Bailey, when you look at that list, what is number one? What is your number one concern in retirement? Longevity. Your longevity? Okay. Mm-hmm. So living too long. That's yeah, one of my Having so enough I'll, money for my entire life. Okay. So I'll mark that as your highest concern. Uh, what uh, what else on my list do you feel like it is a concern of yours? And, long-term and, or care. Or Luke. What about Luke? He's long-term care. He's got a, he broke his back. He's going to need some help someday. <laughs> all right. All right. So long-term care. We got we to gotta have right. a plan for if right. one of you goes to a long-term term. Okay. So I'll mark that one as high as well. Um, anything else that's more more of like a medium concern, not the highest bored, list? Bored. Just being a little bored. Okay. Yeah. You seem like a person that gets bored pretty <laughs> But you see where I don't talk to my clients like I talk to Bailey. Yeah, we're obviously making this fun, but these are super important questions. And like, obviously, gathering the statement, gathering the data. What do you have? Where's it going? How much are you contributing? But it's just as advantageous to where do you want to go? What are some concerns you're not thinking about? Oh, I never thought about will I be bored or will I run out of money or shoot long term care? You know what I mean? There's things that we see every day that people don't plan for. So as you can see, like. Sometimes it's intimidating to bring all this stuff, but there is a point and it's bringing all the puzzle pieces together. Right. And and I'll, I'll finish this yeah. section on, on this last comment is that I have done probably 250 money guide pro plans. Not one is the same. No, Not, they're, n- they're all different. So this helps us get to know you because I'm going to mark this different for the next person that's sitting next, you know, that comes in our office next. So when I go to your plan, I'm going to look at this page almost every time that I go to your, actually every time I go to your plan, I'm going to look at this because I'm going to be like, oh yeah, they told me that they're, you know, they want to move to Colorado or they want a house in Colorado or they want, um, you know, that Luke broke his back and he's worried about long-term care. It's things like that. (laughs) Those things are going to trigger in our head because we talk to so many people that we have to have something that, that tells us reminds us about what you what you said in an interview it's your plan but we're going to take a quick break this podcast is produced by spin market and digital located in fort dodge iowa spin market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website improving seo designing advertisements and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026 or visit our website www.spinmarket.com 
with 2Ks.com. Welcome back. A lot of good stuff about pre-retirees in this episode. I just want to preface this. This is part one of this. And we're going to do a part two, and it's going to be a lot focused on younger people because their plans are just as important. A lot of the same questions, but a lot of different questions, a little different format. Under the age of 50, more what's called the accumulation stage where you're you know, just trying to accumulate assets, make sure you're investing correctly. So we'll cover that in uh, state or uh, episode two or part no, two, yeah, part, part two, two. Part, uh, one, part, part two. next episode. Yeah. Part two. There you go. Awesome. All right. Let's do a little dollar and cents. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Cole J, what we got? So on this episode's dollars and cents, we're going to talk, you know, we, we throw this terminology around a lot, active versus passive investing. So that's something that you hear in the industry a lot. You know, we, we, I would say do a mixture of, of both with a lot of our clients' portfolios. But I'm going to speak a little bit on the passive side first, and then uh, Cole P will talk a little bit more on the active side. But a passive investment is, uh, I'm going to compare it to an index. So the S&P 500, if you just go and buy the SPY, which is an index that um, mirrors the S&P 500 index, you're, there's no changing of that stock allocation underlying in that fund. It just stays the same. It's just weighted just like the S&P 500 is. So you're really not making any active changes of buying Amazon, selling Amazon. Set it and forget it's, it. Yep, it's a it, set it and forget it. And just want to, uh, because I think you meant to say that SPY is an ETF yep. through Vanguard. Uh, we're not promoting, that's what you should buy. We're just giving you an example of that's that's a passive way of investing. Yep. All right. Going. Yeah, so it's actually, sorry to correct you again, it's iShares, iShares. <laughs> yeah, so there's another one. Vanguard has one too. They're, the, they're literally the exact same, just different company. But yeah, and that that's one that, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be comparing to the the active side, but but really we'll we'll mix sometimes some active versus passive in there where maybe we're we're not as comfortable like a younger younger person that's they don't need as much active management maybe at times because they're really in that accumulation phase. So it's like let's be as aggressive as possible, low, you know, low cost, you know, has a little better tax efficiency. You know, I don't need much other than just buying the S and P five hundred or maybe it's a you know. Uh, international index or right. something of the such where you're not getting that, you know, daily active decision-making. So talk a little bit more. I've talked about the passive side. So go over to the active yeah, side. Yeah. So, so, and passive management is generally going to be cheaper. Uh, yep. Just, just in general, uh, you know, we're you know, kind of makes sense though. You just, right. yeah, there's you're, not you're much just, management. There's to not it. much management. You're not really paying for the management. Um, active management is what you want to use more towards retirement uh, where you can take uh, a downturn like we had this year. And instead of losing what the index lost, you might only lose, you know, 15% instead of 25 or 30, something like that. Active management has uh, an active management team. Uh, like we, we use uh, a couple of different active managers, Clark Capital being one, which uh, Mark Manos was on our, our podcast at one time, uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, Beacon Capital Management. We're going to use a couple of active managers for your, your portfolio. And that way they can do the buying and the selling of the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whatever they're using as far as that strategy goes. And they are going to take care of it. Now, this does tend to come with a little bit of a higher price, but you're going to have a better return uh, overall for what solution you're trying to manage for. Are you managing for income? Are you managing for low risk? Are you managing for retirement? So we're going to, we're going to use active management more towards the end of your, or getting closer to retirement and then in retirement. Yep. All right, so we talked about a lot of money coming in 
before the break. Now let's talk about some money going out if I'm retired. What are some things you look at? Pensions, annuities, how do they work? Why do you need to know about them? Right. So other source of income in retirement, most common is pension. And and in Iowa, it's IPERS is the most common one that we see. Um, very good, uh, good thing to be able to have in retirement. You don't have to have a, a, a pension. We can kind of create that if you're if you're good enough saver from your 401k savings. But if you have a pension, we're going to want to know about it. Uh, we're going to want to know what the estimates are. Uh, so most companies on their pension website will let you estimate. Um, you know, even if if you're Caleb's age, they'll they'll let you do an estimate after one year of what your pension pay, payment might be. But that income coming in because it's going to be for the rest of your life or your, you know, it uh, can be for the rest of your life or the rest of your life and your spouse's life. We're going to want to know those expectations. All right. I have a pension. I have a quick question. They say they can pay me monthly. They say I can do a lump sum. They're giving me all these options. I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to go pick one that my coworker told me to do. Yeah. So Joe, you that's what I was, joke, I was, guys. I was jumping. I was kind of going to talk about this too, of how this ties back to yeah. the, the financial plan, right? Cause that's really our concept we're talking here is, Again, we're going to go through all the steps of assets, you know, spending goals, concerns, things there, and then it's going to spit out. Yeah, hey, we might have 10 when someone's going to select a pension payout or their options, like new co-op is one. They give you like 12 options Mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, what what happens if I die and then my spouse gets 50% or we're going to run through all those scenarios and give a recommendation based on obviously what the plan and what your concerns are. If longevity is a concern or running out of money, maybe we make sure we, you know, get the most benefit for the longest period of time. Or, you know, sometimes people will do a partial cash out where they move move a big chunk of it to an IRA account. So then they have more liquid assets to kind of pull as they please, not so much. Because when you get a pension and you turn it on, it's going to be that once you make that decision, it's that set amount that's coming Every month, every, every, however you got it set up. Yeah. They're typically like social security. You can't change them once you do it. So, and that's why I made that joke and I wasn't trying to be mean, but we have a lot of people. They're like, Oh, my coworker just took this. So that's what I did. But their plan looks nothing like your plan. And and now your spouse isn't around and now that money goes to no one. You know what I mean? There's just so many things. And that's why it's important to look at it ahead of time. Yeah. So so I would definitely not select a pension plan by yourself uh, because a lot of people don't understand what joint survivorship 50% yeah. means or a uh, 10 year cash refund, what that means. We do. I mean, we, we take tests to learn on this stuff. So we understand what that all means. We can explain it to you hopefully a little bit better than the, the paperwork can in layman's terms. And then we can help you select what's best for your plan. Yeah. Cause it is a strategy with all your other stuff you got going on. Okay. So you mentioned something Colt. If you don't have, and I don't know how you said it. If you don't have a pension, we'll create you one. And I think people might not hear what you're saying like, oh, you can create me a pension, but maybe go into that what you really meant. Yeah, so it's not an actual pension, but there is a way for us to create a pension-like income for you in retirement, a retirement uh, income that's guaranteed. So if it's right for your plan, we may take part of your investments and peel that off and put it into some sort of an annuity that then creates that income for you every month. And we can do it on a couple of different ways. You know, if you want to get the highest income possible now and have that be consistent over your whole uh, retirement, we can do it that way. If you want an increase in income, it might start a little lower and then increase over time. So we can set you up for a pension plan based on your, if it, if it works with your assets, if that's not something that you have and that you would like that consistent income, uh, you know, on top of the social security, obviously. All right. Cole J, what are some other incomes you're looking for in pre-retirees? Yeah, I think, uh, 
you know, part-time work. That's a, that's a common one. Like I, I've got a couple of people right now that, um, they're, they're planning on retiring very early and we're really, we're in the like three year stage right now. And I, it's actually really fun because they're, we've been, they've been really involved in their financial plan for based my whole, they were one of my earliest But it's clients. a great plan then. Yeah, it, it is because they're, they're really involved in it, but we're having the conversation wife is like, I'm going to have no problem retiring, shutting down. I, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do this, this, this. And the husband's, you know, very active, involved in his work. He's in management, you know, so runs a team. And he's like, he's starting to think about it. And he's like getting concerned that he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. Like he's thinking he's going to need to maybe, you know, get involved at the church or do some other things too of such. And, um, or, or he might still continue to work. And again, that's something where we design the plan for them to need X amount of dollars at this age, but that could change if all of a sudden he's still working, maybe bringing in fifty, sixty thousand dollars of income for the next, you know, first five years of retirement. So that's a real common one. We want to know. We don't always know that's going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, another real common would be farm income. You know, we mm -hmm. deal with a lot of farm yep. retirement. Rental. You know, uh, that's that's a big retirement asset for a lot of our customer base. Um, so that that's one that that we come up to that you know that allows you sometimes the farm you still can accumulate. Um, you know, accumulate yeah. with that, with that farm income, farm slash rental income. Yeah. yeah we have yep. a lot of people that do rentals and for rental properties. Uh, yeah. properties. And obviously that's something that Cole yeah. Jasky does too. So it's a common thing that we see, but yeah, anything that is going to generate you money coming in, in retirement, we want to know about. So I'm going to throw a curveball cause we didn't prepare for this. If you could give any pre-retiree advice of maybe coming to you, why you think it's important, what you've maybe seen that you wish someone would have came in sooner or just helping them put their plan together. What would be your advice? Really define your, your spending expectations. You know, what your, your needs expectations, I would say of like, okay, I'm, I'm currently living on net $60,000 after I pay taxes. Is that what I need? Like really focus on that number and then back into your plan. Like I, get that narrowed down. I would I would totally agree with you because what most people in the fifty five to sixty five range is they haven't had to budget. Yep. And and you because you're making more money, your kids are gone, you don't have to budget at that point. So we're gonna have to ask you, okay, but we do need a list of those expenses because we've got to know exactly, you know, we wanna make sure your base expenses are covered. So we gotta and, and that's fine. You don't have to, you know, necessarily budget or make or take less money in retirement, but we gotta know what we gotta cover. So that's probably the the one thing that I, I ask for from people that they're not prepared for because they're just like I haven't budgeted for 10 years, you know, since I got my last yep. kid out of college and I, I just kind of know what I spend, but I, I don't, pay yeah, attention but I it. don't pay attention because I, I don't ever not have enough. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like because and we, we got three type A people in the room, like we plan <laughs> our plans have planned, but it is so important to get, I think people wait sometimes until it's too, not too late, but they wish they would have been five years and that's what we're doing. We're we hear that a lot. Yeah. I wish I would have started. I wish I would have did this earlier yes. or a couple years ago or whatever it might be. We hear that. I, weekly yes. someone says that it's not it's not as painful of a process as you might yeah. think no it it's kind of fun we we're well, fun we think you're it's a fun. nerd Bailey, so. we think it's fun but i think people put it off because they they don't want to they just don't want to have that serious discussion uh, yeah. it's kind of like going to the doctor i mean you're going to the dentist like you don't want to do it, but you, you but know you, you have it, to. You feel so much better. Once you yeah. look at what you got, I think some people get a little stressed out. Do I have enough? Do I, you know what I mean? And once you put it all out there, bring your statements, 
no one's puzzle looks the same. There's a lot of moving pieces. Don't compare your puzzle to someone else's. I know I keep using that analogy, but there is so much money coming in and coming out. So it, it is worth sitting down and getting Don't compare us to going to the dentist. Gosh. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, we're coaches compared to some sports. Could you I imagine? hate going to the dentist. Me too. Same, me, me too. too. <laughs> I, got, I got braces out there. I don't too. mind that. All right. Well, that was great. We're excited for part two. And here's our little quote. And wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, <sighs> make sure Caleb. you follow these guys on social media. Yeah. They deserve it. Like us, share it, YouTube. Yeah. Give them a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and any other podcast platform you listen on. We would appreciate this it. This is why yeah. we pay you, Caleb. You keep us in line. Uh, right? no. Yeah. I know. I try. We're so, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. We'll stuff. It. All the good stuff. And share your podcast with a friend. You know how many people I share podcasts with? I'm like, oh, listen to this episode. This would be good for you. And then they're looking at me like, are you judging me? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to help you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm looking forward to next episode because I want to learn about what I should do. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Because right. next time they're talking about people my age. So if yeah. you're my age, listen next time. Which yeah. is 12. <laughs> it feels like 12. It does. No, I'm be a dad, man. I have a six-year-old next week, and I'm like, what is going on? Okay, ready? If you fail to prepare, you are prepared to fail. John Wooden. Awesome. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, Member FINRA SIPC, Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.